0: Hello everyone, you're listening to the seventh episode of Raga Talks and I'm your host Raga. So today we have a very important guest that is Abhinav. Abhinav is a computer science student from Stanford University. He's a young entrepreneur and I feel so excited, elated at the same time. So he's also a a national student of the year for India. And so let's just get into the episode and learn more about him. Hello Abhinav. Hi. So, how are you?
1: Uh, I'm doing good. Just finished my first quarter at Stanford.
0: That's, that's That sounds really nice. And thank you so much for being on my podcast.
1: No, it's a pleasure.
0: So, let's get into the questions first. So, um, we'll get from the starting. So, what was your criteria to win the National Student of the Year? And how does it feel for being one?
1: Uh, so... I'll get into the process of how it's done. So it starts with potential discovery test That's kind of a replica of uh, SAT one, uh, like verbal reasoning portion and SAT subject tests. And then you have to fill a universal student profile, which is very much like a common application that you fill for, like that you fill to apply to American universities. Then there is like personal interview round and then you have to take some college curriculum assessment test which is very much like advanced placement test that you take to get college credits Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's like the whole process Uh, after that they select three students from every standard like from every grade from 9 to 12 and from like all across the country Uh, and it definitely like when you Uh, when you are there, like at the presentation ceremony, it definitely feels great because they usually invite professors from Harvard and Stanford to, Mm -hmm. I mean, give those awards and listening to them, it just just feels wonderful.
0: Wow! So, is it like what, what do you get the perks of being the National Student of the Year?
1: Uh, so they, I mean one thing you get is like just like the award like it's just uh, a yeah. shield uh-huh. I mean plate gold gold plate <laughs> and apart from that uh, I mean of course it's like highly recognized and yes. um, I mean reputable award but then they also give uh, scholarship at least they used to now they mm-hmm. have discontinued their scholarship part to students who want to study abroad, like at top twenty universities,
0: which yeah. include
1: eight eight Ivy Leagues and other universities like MIT, Stanford, Johns Hopkins.
0: So it does up, up, upgrade your application, doesn't it? Like being the national senior year, like sounds good in your application process when you're applying for the university.
1: Definitely, definitely. So when you like when you are filling that awards and honors section in Common App, uh it is like the Award if you mention it, then it definitely yeah. helps.
0: Yes, so for the next question, um, so did you have any challenges during your application process for Stanford? And is there any piece of advice that you can give to prospective applicants? Uh,
1: so one thing I would like to say, like a lot of students uh, who have like a fifteen hundred plus score in mm-hmm. and a decent profile, they kind of feel like short selling themselves. I mean, when it comes to early application, regular applications, because sometimes what happens is as an internationalist when things are difficult for you and if you need financial aid, like just I needed financial aid. And then things get even more selective because then you have to go through a whole new process of selection. Like like the students who international students who seek financial aid, they have like they have an even more selective pool. Yes, Because they have to go through like one more step,
0: Mm -hmm. even
1: like when committee meets. So they kind of separate out students who need financial aid and then they vote on those students separately. So it makes it difficult. So uh, there will be times like during early application or when when you start getting your admission decisions, you might feel like, oh, like, like you'll get a lot of rejections if you're an international student who needs financial aid. But yep. important thing there is like, you just hang tight and wait for those final decisions. Because when it comes to these top universities like Stanford and uh, Yale and all, they don't really care about financial aid that much. But when you apply to your safeties and all, they do care about financial aid because they, they have that very limited pool of scholarship. So you might get rejected from your safeties or from your like free schools, but you you'll definitely get accepted to one of your dream schools. Uh, if you have a good profile good enough profile
0: yes so i've also heard that well i don't know about the state universities but in the british universities there are a lot more or less places for international students that makes it more competitive to be one um to get a pl- is, is it the same case in the state or is it anything different uh, is the application ratio anything different
1: yeah exactly like uh, so normally like there are around uh I guess uh I mean it differs from university to university mm-hmm. but yeah. there are around I guess twenty to thirty percent international students That's while great. uh other students are like domestic. So mm-hmm. it does make things competitive, especially at like top tier schools. Mm-hmm. And uh like there are a lot of popular destinations for international students applying to states. Uh mm-hmm. in terms of India, like a lot of Indian students go to Purdue. Uh, they go to, like, UCs. So, I mean, those places are more, like, Indian students-friendly. Okay. Uh, I mean, if you apply as an Indian student, then you are probably not at disadvantage because they do accept a lot of Indian students. Mm-hmm. But some universities, they're not that Indian student friendly because then they, they have, like, up uh, like when they look at applications so they have like they, they divide their applications based on region so sometimes they club India and China together like oh. India, China, Pakistan, Bangladesh
0: yeah
1: so then things become even more competitive for, yes. for, for international students like coming from South Asia
0: Yes, because I've heard um, Chinese students being very competitive when it comes in terms of top Thai universities. So uh, how would you convince, like, not convince, but what convinced you to do computer sciences?
1: Uh, Okay. For me, it was like, I wasn't, like, in terms of experience, I don't think I had a very, very much. Like I I didn't, I, I didn't think, I don't think I had like a lot of experience with computer science. Whatever experience mm-hmm. I had was like working on some mini projects or like doing some computer science apart from high school, because my school didn't offer computer science. Whatever I did was like through, uh, self-learning, uh, through online courses or just websites and all,
0: what?
1: I really, what really like captured me was it's the closest thing to magic.
0: Oh. (laughs) You
1: can, you can just like, you're just writing. I mean, those lines of code, they feel very unengaging. But when you like run that code, when you execute it and it creates something wonderful.
0: Mm Mm-hmm
1: you can create games, you can do an engaging life.
0: Yes. So this sounds so unlike me because I'm not um, um I mean, I'm not a computer person, but I hope it, I think that's going to be great. So one more thing I wanted to ask you about is what was your educational background in India? Was it like, were you coming from an IB school or were you coming from a CBSE school? Because um, I think there's a the stereotype of um, if, if you're going to American schools, you're you're probably from an IB not from a CBSC so what do you what is your take on that Uh, so
1: is my voice coming fine because I think it's breaking up Okay. so I was from CBSC school uh, Mm -hmm. and I think that's right like coming from IB school gives you more exposure and then like having an IB diploma like those predicted, even if you have like a 40 or something, 38, 39, that sounds more competitive than even if you have like 90% uh, yes. or something on CBSE. And and then like in 11th grade in CBSE schools, I mean, your grades are kind of downgraded a bit. Like, oh. a, More or less a lot of CBSE schools in India, like they usually like don't give very good grades to 11th grade students, and that is usually done to prepare them for boards. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's like when the students like they kind of up reach 11th grade after doing like great or just fine in 10th standard, they kind of feel more relaxed or they, they get slack a bit and slay mm-hmm. like a lot more than ninth and 10th combined. So, Yes. At that stage, like students don't usually get very good grades in 11th and then this affects their performance in 12th as well. Like at least uh, 12th midterms, usually yes. like the predictor you get from high school is lower than what you can actually get in boards. So mm-hmm. that does affect uh, CBSE students. Also, like when you are applying if, as a CBSE student, you should try to take advanced placement tests because that shows to colleges that you are prepared to take college level courses. Uh, if you haven't taken uh, advanced placement tests and then your standardized test scores like SATs and all isn't that great, then they might feel like you're underprepared and they might not want to give you that highly coveted C.
0: Okay, so um, I just want to ask you because you're from a CBSE school. Um, because uh, whenever whenever i see get to see university like um entry requirements i don't find cbscs at all it's it's either ib or it's either any of the american or british qualifications and i haven't actually found a single university having its cbsc requirements on its um uh, page so what do you feel about that is is it like there are very, very less um cbsc students going to those universities or
1: uh-huh. My opinion like My a lot of u k schools they do mention c b s c requirements mm-hmm. like they do mention they want eighty five percent or uh, like ninety percent or whatever but mm-hmm. state schools they don't usually mention their requirements they don't even mention it for like i b and all because yes. they say like their process is holistic and they don't really just care about grades, so you can apply with whatever grades you have. And then they will like see or read your whole profile. And that is usually the case. But I mean, in general sense, based on like admission statistics, it feels like if you have uh, 90% of something in CBSE, then you are in good spot for good American universities. So and... did you
0: have to you be sorry? Oh, sh-
1: sh- no, go on.
0: Um, did you have to do any like additional tests like the SAT or anything of that sort?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I had to take SATs and then SAT subject tests. So if you are from IB, you don't have to take subject tests, like your IB scores are more than enough. But if you are mm-hmm. from CBSE, then they do recommend you to take like a subject tests to just show that you, you have the same level of
0: education. mm-hmm so, um, can you tell me a bit more about the book you've written, Mapping Horizons, I suppose?
1: Yeah. So, when I finished, like, when I got this scholarship, and when all this process was done, um, I started thinking, like, whatever I have done, like, going through this process for, like, more than two years. And oh, then, I mean, just getting this scholarship at probably one of the best universities for computer science. How should I, yes. like, let, how should I let the world know or let, like, at least my Indian peers know how to do that same? Like, not at Stanford. Mm-hmm. like, they could do it at any university. Like, just just world is a wester for them if they know how to do that exactly. Like, And there was one thing. Either I could just tell them, just give them concrete advice. Mm-hmm. Or I could tell them what how I did it. I could tell them from my experience how I handled all that process and they could take it whatever they want from it. So instead of, it, it was like instead of giving them chocolate, I wanted to give them chocolate factory, make whatever you want out of it. And then there were two options, either to make a YouTube channel or a podcast or something, something like that and share, the, share the, my experience and advice in bits and pieces or do it all at once in a book. So I picked book because I realized that when, I, when I'm off to college, I might not have that much time because like YouTube yes. and post- podcast takes a lot of effort and a lot of time. So hats off to you for managing that. But
0: well, um,
1: book is like a one-time experience. Yes. So like at least from my end, I have to write it at once and then I could I can, I can kind of keep updating it in future years. But for mm-hmm. like it's like, just done and dusted for me now so I thought like just doing it at once like and and it just costs really cheap to get one and you can read whatever parts are relevant you can go back to them and just that
0: I think I think a book book is better because it's quite accessible like you can just go into one chapter you want um I mean you don't have to like keep waiting for the next episode to come up so I think yeah that's a that's a great job and Um, How did Corona affect your education? Did you go to Stanford? Like, did you in person go to Stanford? Or did you have to just stay back in India? Uh,
1: So, for fall quarter, I stayed back in India. India Because mm -hmm. I think my visa got delayed. But Mm -hmm. uh, they are inviting us for winter quarter. So, I'm hopeful. Like, Corona doesn't mess it up. Although, like, uh, Santa Clara County, like, the place where Stanford is, it just moved to... Uh, kind of there's like a gradient of um, situation like of corona situation so it just moved to purple which is like the worst and they might have to shut down but I'm hopeful that I'll be able to go in winter quarter
0: yes that's great and what is your company about Um, I think I've read about this company on Goodwill and what is it about and what was your inspiration to set it up
1: Okay, so are you talking about uh, tech search or Young Reformers?
0: Um, um, I'm speaking about the one in Gurgaon. Uh, it's called Commune.
1: Oh yeah, Young Reformers. So Young Reformers is like a place. I mean, uh, it's more like online program.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: For high school students to get uh entrepreneurship experience. So what we do is we can. Like, uh, hi, we we have like. So high school students can enroll in a course, and then we have mentors from top tier American universities and Canadian universities, and uh-huh. and then we have like other experts like advisors who come and do expert talks and expert sessions. Um, so those students they they'll work with us for like over the course of six months. And in those six months, we'll take i mean will it's it's an incubator, but it also has a lot of learning components in it so there there will be modules and courses based on like entrepreneurship and uh, research component and there will also be like soft skills component uh there will be Uh, like, especially, like, design economics component, like, the one you need for uh, understanding how investment is done and how, like, how to get investment for your company and things like that. Uh, Yeah. All these things combine with a final, like, once you are done with all that in six months, you have worked with a team, like, uh, so, the students, they also form a team, like, after, I mean, along with doing finishing all these sports components they work in teams of around four to five sprints to to like build their own startup and at the end of those six months there is a summit and they can just pitch their ideas and like we will invite all the investors and everyone and all the relevant stakeholders and they can pitch their ideas and get investment for their companies right away there at the end and Mm -hmm um so it's kind of platform to give high school students the experience of social entrepreneurship so whatever startup that comes out of it it's gonna be it's gonna be like dealing with one of the sustainable development goals set up by un and that's the plan yes. basically
0: yeah is, is it the the UNDP thing yeah um, united nations yeah i remember that because i was a part of um a model umdp so do you think um only top scorers can get into like top universities or is it um is is it is it possible for normal normal achieving students to get in as well uh
1: so that's definitely not the case like not only top Mm -hmm. scorers can get into those universities uh, they do have, like, as I mentioned, like, they do have a holistic process. So you, you have your essays. You have... And essays are really, like, very important part because in other parts of the application, you are basically telling the statistical stuff. You are telling your grades. You are telling what you did. You are telling, I mean, in terms of ECs, you are telling what awards you got and everything like that. But in the essay, you are... Saying something subjective, you are putting everything in context. Whatever you have done, whatever you have got, uh, how yeah. how did all of that shape your life, or how how did your life or your background affected how you interacted with extracurricular activities and academics. So essays are like really important. And sometimes what happens is like if you have really good story, like I mean, maybe you are from really disadvantaged background, or maybe you did something incredible that cannot be represented by your grades. Maybe you Mm -hmm. kind of battled with some learning disability while achieving whatever grades you did. So those kind of incredible stories, they tend to move the admission officers. And not just essays. Like, then you have letter of recommendations from teachers, and those letter of recommendations can sway the decisions in your way If, if they are like they're on borderline considering between like considering you or rejecting you then those letter of recommendations can either make the case for you or break the case for you they can go either way yes and so i have seen like uh, some of my friends they did get into good and top universities without mm-hmm. without top scores and the thing is like maybe you don't have like great uh school scores but maybe you did well in your standardized test so that works or maybe you didn't do as well in your standardized test but you did great in your school so mm-hmm. one one of the things need to be good like either you have good standardized test score or if you have, or either you need to have like a decent school score and sometimes we don't have either. So I have a friend like who got into Harvard this year, and she was mm-hmm. involved with a lot of like UN stuff, and
0: yeah,
1: just, she just got in. Like, I mean, she wasn't even expecting to get into Harvard, and like it was like a dream come true. And that happens a lot. Like you don't necessarily need to have. They don't want they don't want to create a class that has like exact same characteristics like everyone is a top scorer everyone is like uh well Victorian in their class and they don't want a class like that they want a holistic class so they accept everyone based on their qualities so sometimes they will they, they do accept the students who don't have very high grades or something like that
0: yes that's great actually um So, what is your advice for Indian students applying internationally?
1: One of the advice I would like to give is don't stop. Like, uh, Mm -hmm. because a lot of times you might feel like whether I'm doing it right. Because in India, there's like cutthroat competition for JE. Like, if you're in a science stream, then there's a cutthroat competition. And there's a lot of, Mm -hmm. uh, kind of, you know, even like, even among parents and teachers, like, they do really care about JE and all.
0: Yes. So do you think, um, Do you know, just how you mentioned about JEE, did you go for JEE or being an IAC student or did you do you always want to be a part of um, American universities?
1: Uh, I think my internet is acting up a bit. Could you repeat?
0: Oh, yes, yeah, sure. So I wanted to ask. Um, as you've mentioned about JEE, did you always wanted to apply to America, or did you try doing JEE or IIT or any of those?
1: So I was actually a JEE kid from like since I standard, but then I moved to US like study abroad stuff in eleventh. When I got that award, mm-hmm. uh, I realized like maybe I should do JEE. Because I mean, both both the things are like really different. They both are reputed, like J, like universities you get through J, like IITs. They're like best freaking universities in India, uh, and universities you get yes. from like, while preparing for STs and all. They're like best universities in the world. But the thing is, the mm-hmm. way to is really different for J.E. It's like a straight path. It's still difficult. It's not easy, but it's straight. You have to study like 18 hours a day and all that. You have to like stay really focused on your studies, and you have to do that. For yes. for, for like study abroad, part, I mean, you have to kind of do multitasking. You have to do a lot of stuff. And it's not a straight path. And it's like, it's kind of like those choose your own adventure books we used to read as kids. So you get to decide what you do and you do a lot of stuff and and, and whatever choices you make will take you somewhere. And it's possible that yes. whatever path you take, whatever activities you do, it might lead you to a good university. Or it might not lead you to a good university depending upon what you did. But there are a lot of options, there are a lot of paths you can take and there's no one fixed path. So one thing I would like to say, like sure. when you take advice from anyone, well, um, I'm... Uh, most of the Indian students, like m- m- most of my peers, when they even text me to ask for advice, they are hyper focused on uh, stats. Like they ask me, like what were your grades? Yes. I mean, what were your SAT scores? Mm. What were your subject test scores? They are hyper focused on stats because that's how Indian education has trained us to. They, I mean, Indian education has always trained us to so, like, focus on numbers, focus on how many marks you got, how many marks your friend got, like who got highest marks and how many marks he got so indian education system is like has kind of like hardwired us mm-hmm. to look at stats but U- us admission system doesn't work like that you you might have the best grades in your class mm-hmm. but you might get rejected from top universities because you might not have the metal for it yes so the thing that matters is like you need to along with along with focusing on your academics mm-hmm you need to follow a path passionately like maybe you're interested in engineering or maybe you're interested in social service so you do need to do work around that as well
0: friends uh, from india and they're quite they're, they're in their way to prepare for je and i could clearly see their stress levels um i mean they're quite a lot of stress do you think people should take that much stress to get into top universities in india or what is your take on the the students who are doing twelfth and eleventh grades in India?
1: Uh, I think the stress in eleventh and twelfth grades has a lot to do with how schooling is done in India.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So what happens is, like till tenth, you are doing, uh, I mean, you're doing occasion academy, but then there are a lot of activities. Um, They basically follow a CC curriculum, so there are a lot of extracurricular activities. Like you do, you do projects, you do, I mean, team projects as well. You do kind of like, you do like things like short skits, and there are a lot of fun activities spread around the main academics. Mm -hmm. So that makes things feel much more manageable and lighter, but as soon as you move to 11th standard, all the activities are gone. It's just that you go to school, you take classes and you take exams, just that. So when you are too focused on just like, just studies, then it kind of feels burdensome and that leads to stress. And then in 11th and 12th standard, like students start preparing for JE and JE coaching also have a lot of pressure associated with them because you take like they're almost like weekly or bi-weekly tests and rankings of those tests are kind of uh, pasted publicly on I mean at least within your institute or on like main drawing board or something and Um, then feels like you are you feel pressured because I mean that ranking is seen by everyone in your batch everyone in your institute everyone you know and then you feel pressured or s- motivated depending upon uh, what what motivates you
0: yes.
1: to do better. And that leads to a lot of pressure. Also, Zay is like a one-time thing. I mean, you don't get a second shot at it mm-hmm. in, in the same year. So it's like you, you have prepared for two years for one thing. And what, what? you do in those three hours decides your future, in a way. I mean, at least decide whether you're going to get into an IIT or not.
0: True. So, if if I was applying for universities next year, what would advice from you be?
1: Uh, I would say... Uh, yeah. I would say, don't be hyper-focused on stats. Like, whatever... Uh-huh. Like, maybe just give, like, a one try or second try or third try just that but if you feel that you're not improving that much then let it be I mean consider that that's your SAT score you're not gonna worry about that anymore also Mm -hmm. while you're doing that while you're preparing for school exams or SATs and all Do things that you love to do. Don't just do any activity or anything just because it would look good on your application. Like a lot of students do MUN. Yes. And they just feel, I mean, I'm not sure. Like A lot of people I know, they do MUN just for the sake of putting it on application just because, I mean, other students do it. Yes. I never did an MUN in my life because I was not interested in that stuff. So I didn't do anything, any MUN. Yes. And doesn't matter. So, like, and a lot of students feel pressure to have a startup or something like okay. that in high school, at least okay. for top universities.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, so don't do anything just for the sake of it, just for the, just for getting into good universities. Don't do anything for that. If you are, if you love something, if you love baking, then just do that. That that's your top E C. Just do that. Just do that the best way you can. And kind of, I mean, apart from doing that, try to express what you do on platforms, like the way you are doing podcasts. I mean, it's amazing. I love these. Like I, I have listened to all of these podcasts and I've loved these. So that's one thing, but if, if let's say you do baking. So, post it on instagram post it somewhere like create a page where you post all your stuff or related to that particular activity so yeah. what will do do it to the best possible extent you can and kind of expose it to the outer world so that you can mention it in your activities like if you just do it and you do, if you just keep it to yourself then it might not be a significant easy but if you are doing other things like while you are baking maybe you are creating videos on how you are doing it and then you're posting it on social media then one of your significant extracurricular activity would be uh, uh, i mean i have a baking youtube channel or i have, I have a baking instagram page yes. and the, it gets these many views and things like that so do things that make you happy because academics or things like that that don't make a lot of people happy they they're kind of a requirement that you have to satisfy but extracurricular activities can be really fun they can be your escape from all that stress instead of increasing your stress so when you do activities just for sake of getting into universities they add to stress but when you do them because you really enjoy doing them then they kind of become your escape from the outer world So, and then that really shows when you are mentioning those activities because admission readers are usually like really experienced. So, they do when someone Mm -hmm. is kind of doing like fake it till you make it. If if someone is doing that, then they do know. Usually, they do know. So, Mm -hmm. try to be genuine and don't show that genuineness just in your application. Show that genuineness while you're doing that doing your extracurricular activities, doing your studies for the last two, for, for two years, four years, whatever, however long you're preparing it. And that's one thing I kind of try to highlight in my book as well. Uh, instead of starting from 11th standard, like starting like my experience from 11th standard, when I actually moved to study abroad stuff, I started it from 8th standard. And, and also like I mentioned a lot of my childhood experiences because those things that go under the hood they are in some way affecting what I was doing in 11th or what I was doing in 12th and how I got into Stanford. Those activities or those incidents or those experiences, they affected how I did in 11th and 12th in some way.
0: Yes. I think that's great because um, I was laughing because I know so many people who go to uh, MUNs or just put up startups just because it would look... Fancy on their university applications. <laughs> yeah, I think that's one thing that you shouldn't be doing. And so to end this episode, what is your final piece of advice for anyone listening to this? It doesn't have to be on education. It
1: be on anything. One thing I would say, be gritty. Whatever you start, finish it, even if you're not enjoying it. Yes. Let's say you started doing uh, piano class. And your teacher scolded you. At least, at least, let's say you signed up for six months of class. Then maybe like after six months, you can not do it again. Maybe you didn't like doing it. Don't force yourself. Don't do it. But don't leave it in between, at least for the duration you signed up for. Like don't, just because your teacher scolded you one day, like after... Second week, third week. (laughs) So don't leave when things get difficult. Leave because you have come to a realization that that activity or that thing is not for you. So whatever you start, just finish it. At least, at least like finish it to the extent you signed up for in the beginning. And that will help you a lot Mm -hmm. because most of it, like high school and then uh, college life, is just kind of a tip of the iceberg real life starts when you get out of college that's when you get real life experiences Mm -hmm. and and in college you you get a safe environment you know college community and professors and all those like you you have a lot of people around who are there to support you you have resident advisor you have your academic advisor all the professors you are kind of living in a cocoon while you are in college or while you're in high school but when graduate Mm -hmm. college you suddenly like everyone expects you to be independent everyone expects you to deal with your own problems yourself without telling anyone you you have to you have to kind of handle the politics of your company you kind of have to pay your credit card bills and to manage all that stuff pay your emis and all those things so when you when you go into that life if you're if you don't have great to finish what you started, if you don't have bridge to go through things even if they get difficult, then
0: mm-hmm.
1: probably your life trajectory won't be uh, kind of like I don't know. I'm, I'm searching for a better word because I don't want to use a negative word because I don't I want to end this on an like optimistic note, but your life trajectory would be different from what you've done yes. if you were a gritty person. And life trajectory of a Mm -hmm. grittier person usually looks better than that of a person who is gritty.
0: Yes, I think that's a really great piece of advice of not stopping doing things. And this brings us to the end of the episode. And thank you so much, Abhinav, for being on this episode. I
1: really enjoyed it.
0: You've been... You've actually provided loads of tips for all the students listening. And yes, guys, so this brings us into this episode. So stay tuned for more of these episodes.